Broadcasting live from the Hocking Hills in the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Here's your hosts, Matt Heinis and Sean Fraunfelder. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we want to thank you for another blessed day. Um, Lord, uh, I want to thank you for just an incredible group of men that you've placed around me. Um, Lord, we uh, were able to come together weekly uh, to challenge each other, uh, but also the relationship that we have uh, daily with one another. Uh, These are guys that I can go to when I'm struggling with something, um, or the stuff like people I can go to when uh, I'm gonna be honest when I'm when I'm upset with you, um, and they can um, they can just speak some sense into me, Lord. Uh, Lord, I'm grateful that you've placed these kind of men uh, in my life. Lord, I uh, I pray that you be with us tonight on this uh, this podcast. Lord, I pray that. That we don't say anything that we shouldn't, that we don't misspeak, that we don't mis- misrepresent. Um, Lord, I pray that we just uh, kind of speak from our heart, but I also pray that you just guide um, guide what we say. Lord, um, again, I, I'm just so grateful for incredible opportunities that you've given me and, and given the rest of the guys uh, through this ministry, through this community here in this town. Uh, through the different churches that, that support us in this town. Lord, we're just so grateful. Um, Lord, we uh, we also want to pray for anybody who's listening, uh, anybody who is struggling through something right now, whether it's uh, struggling in their marriage, uh, struggling at work. Uh, maybe it's just struggling in a relationship with you. Uh, Lord, we pray that you uh, that you be with all these people, that you uh, work this out, that, that they understand that, look, Christianity is not a, a cakewalk. It's not. There's some struggles, there's some challenges, but Lord, it's also sweet on the other side. So Lord, um, again, we thank you for all that you do for us. Lord, we love you, and we want to pray this in the holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, welcome to Cast the Net, podcast number five. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and I'm joined with, uh, once again, Matt Hines. It's great to be here again. And... Adam Shine Dog is uh, making us sound good again. That'd be me. Yeah. So, Castanet uh, podcast brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministry. Uh, again, uh, if anybody is in uh, kind of the local area, you're looking for a, a group of guys to get kind of connected with. You're uh, maybe you have some questions about uh, your faith. Maybe you have some questions about you know, who's this Jesus guy. Uh, look, we invite you. Uh, 57 West Hunter Street, 6.30 every Thursday night. Uh, we got pizza. We got something to drink. Um, we invite you to come in and, and, and spend an evening with guys who, look, we don't have this figured out. We're struggling to get through, but we're supporting each other. We're loving each other, and we're doing life together. And don't think that you're going to come in here and say, oh, you don't understand. We've got guys in here who have struggled with uh, with anger, with alcohol, with drugs, with suicide, with pornography, you name it. I mean, we have a gaggle of guys in here that can um, that can help you um, through whatever struggle you're going through. So please don't let that kind of hinder you from coming in. Please don't ever think, 
and I got to get good to get God because yeah. uh, that's the farthest thing from the truth. So we do want to invite you, like I said, every Thursday night, 630, 57 West Hunter Street, Logan, Ohio. Uh, please, if you're in the area, you don't have anything going on, uh, stop by and see us. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, what we want to talk about in, in this edition is the signs of the times. Ooh. That's so a, that's a catchy title there. Signs right. of the times. So if you uh, happen to have your Bible with you, go to Second Timothy chapter three, verse one through five. Second Timothy chapter three, verse one through five. This is going to be an ESV version. But understand this: that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. One of the other verses that I want to touch on as well that I think will go with this is Luke 21, verse 11. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and pestilences. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. So we thought what we'd talk about in this podcast would be kind of what what are the signs of the day? You know, obviously, um, most recently we've seen a volcano erupt in the Philippines. We've seen two earthquakes in the past several days in Puerto Rico, which normally doesn't see earthquakes. They usually see hurricanes. There have been all types of earthquakes, earthquakes in Iran, that just happened to happen six miles underneath their nuclear reactor. Mm. We've also seen the escalation uh, between the United States and Iran with the killing of uh, Soleimani. We're, we're seeing in our own country this, this huge divide that has been pushed by the, the media of basically the left and hates the right and people who hate Trump and people who hate Obama. Like, wh where are we in the times? Um, and along know that the Bible talk would be, do you follow prophecy? Do you, do you know that the Bible is really all about prophecy? The reason Jesus did a lot of the things that he did was to fulfill prophecy. Now, obviously, some of the things that he did were outside of his control. Jesus wasn't able to control where he was born, where he was raised. Um, you know, where he was born, where he was raised did fulfill prophecy. He had no, he had no say in that. But uh, if you're out there, uh, do you even understand that more than likely we we are late in the hour. Um, if you are looking at the hourglass with sands running through it, 
I believe that sand is getting very low. And so I thought, with everything that's going on, I've seen some things on social media, and some of my younger girls have have said, you know, is it true that that we're going to war, and <laughs> and, and and is it true that the draft is going to come, and and is this the end of the world? And I just thought, you know what, this would be a great time to just kind of talk through some of these things, and 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 to have that reminder of all time that it's all in the book. Here's the thing. All right. So people want to say that like your girl's going, oh, no. oh no, is this the end of the world? I hope so. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I mean, because I'm saved. I'm going someplace better. Now, I felt bad for the people that aren't, but it's just that, that thought process that, oh, no, is this going to be the end? Really? Is it that great here? Right. I mean, so, but it is coming. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm with you. Um, I tend to think that you, I, I tend to think that I believe that there's a little bit more sand in the hourglass than what you believe. Um, but, yeah, will all these things play out? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it amazes me that people stay away from the book of Revelation as much as they do. Don't right. you want to know what's going to happen? Or, or, or do you just want to go on speculation, hearsay, and what, what you've heard some other Christians say? Or do you want to read it yourself and know exactly what's going to happen? One thing you just said reminded me of the scripture, Second Peter. Um, chapter 3, verse 9. And, uh, you know, I just kind of was thinking about this. Is In our first few podcasts, we really haven't jumped into Scripture. Um, not saying that that's bad, um, but hopefully this will let people know where we come from, that we are Bible, Scripture-based believers, group of men. Um, yeah, we have some opinions on some things that we talk through, but... The Bible is the gold standard uh, for what we believe. In 2 Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but he is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so when you said, I think there's a little more sand in the hourglass, that makes sense to me because... It's almost like just when I think it's about to run out of sand, I think God puts some more in there because of that scripture, because he, he does love every single person that is on this earth. Right, and he, he is long-suffering. I mean, that is, you go through the book of Revelation, you're just like, okay, more? Like, you, you, like you're still allowing this to go. You're still, and, it, and it's almost like you start to get to the point where you're, like God's almost going, okay. I'm gonna try this now. I'm gonna see if they can. I, I'm gonna see if I can get their their attention this way. You know, I mean, and in, in, in one part of Revelation where it talks about you know all the the earthquakes and all the stuff that all these things that are going on, and it says that the people know that it's coming from God, but yet still do not repent. So you would think at that point he would just be like, okay, fine, I'm done. No. 
No, 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 no. Right. We're not done. So that's that that long suffering to say it is he's going to give I believe multiple chances to everybody because of the love he has for everybody. Um he has created all. Now not all are children of God. Like so that the, right. the, the you can have that you know some believe that we all are some only believe that if you are in relationship and are saved are, I, I tend to lean more that way. We're all created in his image. Yes. And 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 we're all welcomed. Um but unfortunately just some won't. I mean and, and that's in prophecy. And I think um like we always like to do, we, we like to challenge uh, ourselves in, in these podcasts, but we we want to challenge those uh who are listening. Um where where are you? Where are you in your walk? Um, are you even on a walk with the Lord? Um, and if you're not tonight, do, do you do you read prophecy? Are you one of those people who get into Daniel and Ezekiel and be like, oh, I can't read this. This is weird. Um, do, do you are you one of those people who stay away from Revelation because it maybe is confusing for you or you don't like to think about that stuff? Uh, that's that's my wife. Um, you know, when I want to talk about some of the times that we're in and, you know, some of the things that, that are going, as, as Jesus said, some of the things that are going to be coming upon the earth, she doesn't want to hear about that because she's got laundry she has to do. And, you know, uh, Josie has to be down at choir tomorrow night. She doesn't want to think about some of the things that are said to be coming that the Bible makes clear that we need to be prepared for. So yeah, and and I could say, I would say my wife's probably the same way. I would say she, um, I think a lot of I, I think a lot of it comes from uh, if you've been taught uh, pre-trib, mm-hmm. um, mid-trib, or post-trib. If you tend to lean more towards pre-trib, it doesn't matter. You're going to be raptured out. So so what's pre-trib? Pre-tribulation, so that the church will be raptured out before any of the tribulation. Uh, the tribulation is going to be seven years. There's a, there's a distinct mark uh, at three and a half years into it. Uh, that's when the Antichrist will you know, switch. So a lot of people think that it's going to be mid-trib, which would be right around that, that time. Uh, and then there's a lot of people who think that us as believers, as Christians, are going to go through the entire tribulation. Um, I don't, I don't tend to lean that way. I am more of a, a pre-trib person. That mainly just comes off of uh, scripture verses and um, Thessalonians. But, um, but that being said, like there's only one person who's ever walked this planet that has had perfect theology, and he died on a cross two thousand years ago. So, is there a possibility that my theology could be off? Most definitely. So I want to know, just in case I'm wrong, just in case it ends up being mid-trib, just in case it ends up, I want to be able to look and identify who the Antichrist is, who the false prophet is. I want to be able to identify, you know, who the dragon is, who the beast is, the purpose for the 144. It's not what the Jehovah's Witness believe. Right. You know, I want to be able to 
That being said, I might, I might not even be here for any of that if, if I'm pre-trip. So, but for me, I still want but I think a lot of people say, well, I'm pre-trip, so it don't matter. I'm not going to be here for any of this. And I, I think that, and I think the other part about it is people don't want to get rid of the image of hippie Jesus. Mm. They don't want to not think of that image of the, you know, blue-eyed, long blonde hair, carrying sheep. Yeah. You know, petting sheep, having kids on his lap. <coughs> they don't want to think about the wrathful side of God and about Jesus. But if you look at some of the scenes that are in Revelation, mm. So Matthew 24... Verse 3, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when we shall see these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, to see that you not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, pestilences, earthquakes, and diverse places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And, and I think about what's important for Bible-believing Christians, whether we're going to be around in these times or not, could it be that our kids are around in these times? Mm. Maybe it won't be the times that we see, but what's important um, is what Jesus said is, don't be deceived. How do we not be deceived? Let's go back to something else that Jesus said. My sheep know my voice. So how do we get to not be deceived? How do we get to know Jesus' voice? Through prayer, through times of reading our Bible, you know, to times of praise and worship with with God. That's how we, we, we draw close to him. That's how we know his voice. Just like you mentioned there a while uh, back where we talked about, you know, uh, how many Disney. how many thousands of people at Disney are named dad or mom. Right. Right? But our kids know our voice and we know them. And so it's very important in these times that we're not deceived. It's very important these times that we do understand prophecy. I'm not telling you you have to go out and get a bachelor's degree in Bible prophecy. But I believe if you are a believer in Jesus, then you, you should be looking at what is to come. That you should be able to answer some questions maybe from your, about, from your nieces or your nephews about about the end times about the war that is going to take place uh, between the heavenly realm and the fallen angels um, and the folks that are on that side. I know it is sometimes that uh, the church doesn't want to get into the supernatural and talk about heavenly wars, but our whole book, our whole Bible is a book of supernatural things. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage you 
um, there, there are a lot of great books that are out there um, by some great Christian authors that maybe are some study guides, if you would, about the book of Revelation or about Daniel um, or about Ezekiel. But the one thing that I really think, because I've heard people say, Every generation for thousands of years have said, this is the end times. This is it. When World War I came, people were like, this is it. It's the end of the world. But the one thing in prophecy that hadn't been fulfilled through thousands of years that I believe has put us on an accelerated course towards the end times would be the prophetic peace of the nation of Israel coming back to their promised land in 1947 and becoming a nation again of God's people. That, well, here's was, a, that was prophecy. Right, and that was one of the things. So our grandparents, if you would have talked to them when they were in their 20s or 30s and, and you would have said uh, Israel's going to have their own nation, they would have laughed at you. Right. I mean, I, I think that's where a lot of people kind of don't know history and don't know. Now, I tend to lean more towards not so much the war with Iraq, all right? Because, and here you go, oh, we're going to be at war. It's going to be World War Three. It's going to be... This is all that I heard with the Iraq war that lasted 99 hours. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but... I tend to lean more towards end time stuff because of um, there is a nation of Israel now yep. that most people don't know that there is the the menorah. They, they built a new one. It's like $2.1 million is what they had in this. The thing is enormous. Uh, if any of you haven't seen it, go on YouTube. You can see it. You can see where they moved this thing. That they have the plans for the third temple. Yes. All right. Now, the third temple is is pivotal in the end times and in Revelation because the Jewish people need to start back up their tradition, sacrifice. sacrifices, and they need the third temple to do that. They already have the cornerstone for it, and they already have the place that they would like to do it. Yep. Now, the place that they would like to do it is what they call the, the Temple Mount, which is controlled by Muslims now. Just a so, side note, do you know who exactly is in control of the Temple Mount? Isn't it the leader of Jordan? Or it is the Syria? king of Jordan. Yeah. Because... Isn't it he, just because of bloodline or he something? Is from, he is believed to be a direct descendant, uh, blood lineage of Muhammad. And so the king of Jordan controls the Temple Mount. Yep. Still so inside baseball piece of information. Um, so they need to be able to build this third temple, and it needs to be in this area that's all con controlled Muslim now, which they're not going to allow right. a Jewish temple to be born or to be built. I mean, because, I mean, w what do they chant in, in Iran right now? Death to America, death to Israel. Yep, which kills me because Israel didn't do anything. To, <laughs> like Israel wasn't, but whatever. So, but the Antichrist, he's going to come as a political figure, 
and he is going to sign a seven-year treaty, a peace treaty. And this is why everybody's going to fall into it is because nobody thinks anybody can bring any kind of peace to the Middle East. Right. He's going to. So he's going to create this big following, and he's and it's going to allow this third temple to be built. At that point in time, that's when I'll start screaming in times. Yeah. War with Iraq. Um, I guess in my translation of what you read out of Luke, where you said the sorrows begin, mine says the birthing pains yes. of, the, of the earth. Uh, I can kind of see that with volcanoes and earthquakes and things like that. You know, it's just kind of, but I also view that as the earth itself was stolen from mankind. All right. The earth itself was given to mankind, given to Adam and Eve to have dominion over from, and from all us was stolen from them, from Satan. All right. So in the beginning part of revelation, the scroll that needs to be opened, that is a title deed to the earth. Yeah. All right. So not only do we as humans long for our creator, and I know this is going to be hard for people to kind of grasp, so does the earth itself. Yes. So I, I, I kind of look at it as these earthquakes and these volcanoes and stuff, is that is the earth groaning for its creator. There, There is all kinds of videos on YouTube that you can, and they're called of like sounds of trumpets and they're called earth sounds mm. and they have been recorded all over the world from big cities to, to the deserts there, but they're called earth sounds and it literally some sounds like trumpets and heavenly trumpets. And it is almost like what you're talking about of the earth itself uh, crying out for, for what's to come. And there are always going to be people, no matter the time, like what you're talking about, when there is this time of this great war with Israel and all of Israel's enemies, there will be someone who comes in and says, hey, let's stop all this, and this person will be a fantastic person. And you or your children or your wife or some of us here will be saying, that that's the Antichrist. Listen, everybody, pay attention. Here we go. And there will be people, not only unbelievers, there'll be people in our church that'll go, no, 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 this person is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Listen to what he has to say. This person was sent by God. And again, I go back to what the words of Jesus were. Don't be deceived. And we, we have to have our eyes open. Um, we have to be willing. Um, listen, uh, we don't have enough time left in this broadcast to get into the Mark of the Beast. That's a whole other podcast by itself. But uh, I look forward to that one because I believe uh, that that's a fantastic... We could talk for an hour on a podcast just to go over the Mark of the Beast and what all it could be. Uh, and I look forward to that yeah, one, Yeah, I mean, the way. it depends on how far down the rabbit, you, rabbit hole you want to go. I mean, well, you know, a, a lot of people think that it was the barcode. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know me, I like to get in the rabbit holes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll chase it, and I'll chase the rabbit as far as, as long as it lines up with Scripture. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I was trying to find, I think it's it's in, either in Matthew and, or in Luke, about the triumphant entrance. 
where the Pharisees come up to Jesus and tell Jesus. So the reason I, that I made the comment about the, you know, I, I believe the earth is growing out is, is from a comment that Jesus made. Yeah. Where the Pharisees are, are, you know, everyone's singing Hosanna, Hosanna, and the Pharisees are saying, you know, you need to quiet these people down. And Jesus said, Look, I can quiet them down. The rocks will cry out. Yes. Yes. So that, that, so that's kind of where I get that. I mean, just the, the, the power of that to be able to say, you can't silence anything that is longing for its creator. And its creator was right there in the midst of them. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, folks, um, I think... You know, there's this saying that those who control the past control the future. And you talked about it just a little bit ago. It's important to know our history. And if we look at what is being done systemically, purposefully, I believe, in in our schools, is history is being changed. Mm-hmm. And it is purposeful in that. Because of that statement, those who control the past control the future. But there are people who literally don't think that the Holocaust happened now. Right. And, and if, with, with, with all the evidence. Sure. And the survivors who are still alive. And if, you can, if, that, was, if that continues to have that momentum yep. 300 years from now, those who control the past up. control the future, right. it won't be. And so when you think about, and we talked about this the other night, um, when you think about Iran and you look at history, um, Iranians um, are Persians. They're Persians. And so if you think back uh, into Daniel, Daniel had called for some help. And when the archangel Michael showed up, he was delayed 21 days because the Bible says that he battled with the prince of Persia. Now, who's the prince of Persia? What is a, was it a literal like prince? No. This was a spiritual entity. This was a fallen angel. The Old Testament makes it very clear that there was dominion given to the fallen angels over the earth, principalities, if you would. And so the one thing this person was talking about that I was listening to the other morning was that reminder of that same principality that Michael battled to get to Daniel for 21 days is still the same principality that is over Persia today. And he will be in that place that he was given authority over until Jesus returns and take, takes back what's rightfully his. And so you might ask, well, what's that all mean? What it all means is it's only going to get worse from here. These battles, this escalation of war, the, the drums of war are only going to intensify as we crescendo to the great battle in Revelation, the return of the king. So where it's not to get too deep or chase a rabbit too far, but where was the Tower of Babel located? In that area of Is Iraq it is it gonna be any Iran? surprise that 
I mean, th- this is kind of the seems to be the 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 central hub for. Um, I'll say it. I I believe this is. I believe cults are demonic. You know, and and I believe. I believe the Islamic faith is is a cult. I, I don't believe it to sure. be. Um, so. Is it any surprise that I mean this is the area that causes constant issues? And where was it that and and, and, and for those of you who don't know the Tower of Babel, like this was, you know, again, people taking it into their own hands that, that we want to go around what God's plan was to get to God. So we're just gonna go ahead and build a tower to him. You yeah. know, I mean so, but there's also belief that this is that's going to be the area where the Antichrist will set up his kind of headquarters, set up shop. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll kind of draw this to um, to an end in this podcast. And the way I want to close it is, you might be sitting out there thinking, "Hey, this is really interesting stuff, but really, how do, how does it affect me? What is it that you want me to do with this information?" And what I would challenge you with is take this to the Lord. Lord, what is it that you can show me, Lord, in these times that we are in now? What is it, Lord, that I can teach my children or that I can help study with my wife um, or that I can share with my nieces and my nephews? Um, Take it to the Lord. The Lord will show you. Uh, am I saying that you need to go out and and build a bunker uh, 300 feet down in your backyard and and start to be a prepper? No, I, that's not what I'm saying. Is it bad to be prepared for anything? I, I would say no. It's not. It's not bad to be prepared. But I would go back to what I said earlier, which is, don't be deceived. Know know Jesus's voice. Know his word. Get in and do some research. Maybe step out of your comfort zone. You know, if prophecy isn't something that that you really like to get into, maybe start to read a little bit of Daniel. Read to start to read a little bit of Revelation. And if you're not really sure what you're getting into, again, take it to the Lord and ask Him, Lord, help me understand this. Because as we say, the Bible is the living Word of God. He will help you. He will help you understand some of the things that are in there. And and I assure you, he has done it for many of us that are sitting right here. We have read the same piece of scripture and revelation for years. And then all of a sudden, one morning we might be reading it and bam, we see something completely new. Yeah. And I, and I want, I want people to understand. So Daniel is considered kind of the revelation of the old Testament. Mm-hmm. And obviously revelation is a revelation of the new Testament. Now, a lot of Revelation will reference uh, a, a lot of Old Testament kind of speaking there, but I want to really encourage people to get into these kind of books, and, and not just because it interests us, but it's, it's because that you need to understand what's what's going to happen and what's going to come, but you also need to be able to be aware so you can keep your eyes open. Um, you know... Look, there's a lot of people out there who don't know that there's there's three heavens. Mm-hmm. Revelation speaks to that. Uh, a lot of people don't know that the lake of fire and hell are 
actually two different places. Um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, the first white horse that comes out in Revelation is is Jesus on because it's on a white horse, and it's not. It's actually the Antichrist. Like, these are things that, that you need to, to, to know and stop relying on, you know, these series. At, I mean, because... I've been going to church long enough that I'm, I'm kind of over the series thing. You know, like there's always, okay, let's do a series on uh, how to make your life better. Let's do a series on money. Let's do a se-. Like I'm more into in-depth biblical teaching. Like teach me exactly what uh, what Thessalonians. So what was going on at the church at the time? What was the reason for the letters? Why did Paul write this? I mean, I, I'm more interested in, in things like that. Um, so, so I challenge anybody to, to kind of learn this kind of background because it'll give you a little bit more context, but also, and there's great commentaries out there, but there's no better commentary for the Bible than the Bible. The Bible will, will, will reference itself. You know, there's the, um, there's the, 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 the they're not the theory, but the, the first mention, you know, so the first time something is mentioned, you have to be able to go back to that. And, um, so these are the things that kind of interest me. Um, but there's one scene I know we kind of hit on. I've, I've always been a little bit, I guess, irritated or frustrated by the the hippie Jesus kind of. There's a scene in in uh, Revelation where, and it's, it's kind of a play off of um, Joshua, where God tells him, basically anywhere that you step where your your foot lands is yours. So here's Jesus coming back, and he's coming back to cl- reclaim the earth that's been stolen, reclaim his. So he puts one foot in the ocean and one foot on the land, and it says he just has this roaring, this, this lion roar. I mean, just so just picture this. You know, like a, a UFC fighter after they end up winning, like just this scream, or you see these guys on the football field, just this victorious scream. Like he's not going to be he's not going to be petting sheep when he does this. Yeah. When he comes back to fight Satan, when he comes back to fight the dragon, he's not coming back and petting sheep. Revelation nineteen eleven through sixteen. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except him. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses." Truly, the King of Kings. This isn't hippie Jesus coming. This is the greatest of the great. There is, nor will be ever, any as powerful as him. And when he comes, people will fall on their knees and say, truly, Jesus is the King of Kings. But by this time, it'll be too Too late late. for them. Mm -hmm. And if you take away anything from what we've talked about here tonight, know this. These times are coming, but take heart because Jesus said, for I've overcome the world. You have hope. If you don't know him, get to know him. Mm -hmm. 
there's still time. If you can still hear this podcast, there's still time for you to come to know Jesus personally. He is the only way that you are going to get off of this rock alive. And, and there are two things. Look, every single one of us is going to live for eternity. The question is where? Yeah. Right? Are you going to do it in hell or are you going to do it in heaven? And the other thing, too, is every single person will bow down and confess that Jesus is Lord. Yes. Again, the only difference is if you do it here or if you do it there. And that's where I think we've maybe missed the mark on that statement for too long. I think a lot of people have thought, well, at the end, everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, Jesus is Lord. No, no, I don't believe it'll be in that way. I believe it will be in this moment of fear and awe of, oh, he is Lord. And then it will be, I've missed it. It'll be that woe. Yes. That guttural type of woe that Jesus had. That just painful, like, because you know at that point, I mean, look, you can randomly walk out to anybody who walks by here on the street and say, do you know, do you, do you know heaven and hell? Yeah. You don't have to be a believer. I mean, everybody has heard of heaven and hell. But I think at that moment is when you're just going to, it's going to hit you that yes. that's where I'm going. And if you're listening to this and you're like, but, but Jesus is love. Jesus is love and Jesus is forgiving. I want mm-hmm. you to know. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Like he is long suffering and and he is love, but he is righteous. Mm. Right. And for the sins that have been committed, there will be a payment. Do not get caught up in hippie Jesus because we will all stand and in, in the moment that we are in front of him, we will be on our knees. We will be on our face in awe of his power and grandeur. Don't let that moment, your last thought be, oh, I should. I should have listened. I should have followed him. Yeah. Um, if, if that's you out there um, and, and you want to know more about Jesus, we, we encourage you uh, find a local church. Uh, find a local men's group, find a, a local women's group, um, reach out to someone you know that is a believer and, and ask questions. Um, reach out to us here. We were more than happy to respond to, to anything that, um, that you would want to reach out to us about. Um, that, that is our hope is that people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, our, our hope is just that of the Lord, that no one shall perish. No one shall be sent to hell that, that people will come to know Jesus and he'll change their life. So with that being said, we appreciate you listening. Adam, would you like to close us in prayer tonight? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak openly about, about the things that you provide us in your word. We thank you for the word that we can go and we can dig into and, and grow to know you more through it. And Lord, I just pray for anybody listening out there that that if there is any sense of, oh, I need to know more, that they reach out or, or they dig into the Word, that they seek you, Lord. But Lord, I pray for protection for all those people as well. Lord, again, I thank you for the time that we've been able to spend to to discuss uh, your, your coming, your second coming, and to be able to discuss uh, how seeking what your will is in your, in your Word. 
Amen. Amen. A relationship with you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.